Hi, I'm Bronte Coy, and this is the latest from the newsroom. It's Wednesday, the 22nd of April. Well, we'll start overseas, and new data from the UK's Office for National Statistics has revealed Britain's true toll from the coronavirus could be 40% higher than we initially reported. According to the latest government figures, around 125,000 cases of COVID-19 have been confirmed across the UK since the beginning of the pandemic, and about 17,000 people have died from the disease. However, the actual death toll is likely much higher as the Department of Health's official tally only includes patients who've died from the virus in hospital and not at home in hospices or aged care. Meanwhile, Singapore will extend its partial lockdown by another four weeks after reporting thousands of new coronavirus cases in recent days. It marked the second straight day of over 1,000 new cases after a single day high of over 1,400 were announced earlier in the week. Foreign workers staying in crowded dormitories account for nearly 80% of infections. Back home and Bondi Beach could soon be reopened after electronic signs reading Surf and Go Access popped up at the iconic beach last night. Waverley Council, which is responsible for the beach, reportedly discussed its reopening with health authorities this week. The beach was closed on March 21 after the government introduced strict social distancing measures to help slow the spread of the virus. In other news, former Australian PM Malcolm Turnbull pulled no punches on the project last night as he continues his scathing press run ahead of the release of his memoir. When asked about Peter Dutton's role in the leadership spill that spelled the end of his political career, he had this to say. Well, I probably overestimated his intelligence. Uh, I, it never occurred to me that he would be so delusional as to think that changing leader would be advance our electoral prospects, let alone changing the leadership to him. I think the government would have fallen within the following week and not even Bill Shorten could have lost the following election. We'll take a break. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Angry Australia Post customers have taken to social media to claim they're still being forced to collect their parcels from post offices. The organisation's Facebook page has been flooded with complaints that posties are failing to wait a reasonable amount of time after knocking or buzzing with a delivery. Many say that by the time they answer the door, the courier's vanished, leaving behind a card with details for the package to be collected in person at an Australia Post branch. It's an especially frustrating situation given more of us are working from home than ever before and it means affected customers will have no choice but to leave their homes to collect their goods even as social distancing restrictions are in place. And finishing with sport, 11 former Wallabies captains have co-signed an extraordinary letter calling for Rugby Australia's leadership to stand aside for the sport's betterment in Australia. Last year, Australia slipped to their lowest ever position on the World Rugby Rankings. The Wallabies also suffered an embarrassing quarterfinal exit at the 2019 World Cup, following which Michael Checker stepped down as head coach, citing relationship issues with Rugby Australia's management. That's it from the newsroom. If you want all the latest COVID-19 news, head to news.com.au and subscribe to our daily newsletter for all the information you need. We'll be back this afternoon with another update. 
Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilin sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimax Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.